Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was just thinking how it may seem like it's a Monday in which... We've got a handle on things around here. Your host has got a brain with thoughts and numbers and stats and ideas like flying all the way. It's like a pinball machine in my head. Everything's like flying around, bouncing off one another. Yeah, so sometimes it doesn't come out quite as clear and concise and smooth sounding as I would like it to. But then I wouldn't be me. I am. I talk. I write like I talk. Uh, I should stick to to following what I write um, because when I take my notes, I have to trust them. But yeah, it's it's been one of those nights turning into a morning in which there's lots of jumbled stuff in my brain, and so some of some of the stuff is coming out in a, a bit a bit messy. However, I've got one hour to make good. I got oh, I'm gonna get some redemption like Amari Cooper. I dropped the ball on fourth down. The ball literally hit me in the chest, and I dropped it. Even though this is what I do for a living. I talk about sports for a living, and really, it's not rocket science. Amari Cooper has caught 20,000 footballs that have hit him in the chest. I venture to say his rate of success is well above 95%. The man is awesome. I've loved him since he was at Alabama. Drops a ball on fourth down that couldn't have been any more direct or perfect from Jacoby Brissett. Had to be eating him alive. He's one of those guys that takes his job very seriously, takes his routes and his craft very seriously. He sets an example for others on the team. But when he had a second opportunity in overtime, he not only lost his defender and had such a a wicked cut that his defender fell down in the rain and the wet grass. But when the ball came to him this time, he hauled it in for a 45-yarder to set up the walk-off TD. All right, this is my Amari Cooper moment. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. It was jammed full. If you're a football lover or if you're a football lover, it was jammed full. If you love NFL, you love college, or you're all about the World Cup, uh, I know that we were here together, some of us, on Thursday night into Friday morning, but it feels like forever. Uh, The holiday weekend with all the movement and everything else that we jammed into it from Friday through Sunday night. And that's where we'll start and we'll work our way backwards because Sunday night football, there was so much happening. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it was hard to keep up with everything that was happening on the field. 47 points scored in the first half alone between the Eagles and the Packers. And that really set the stage for what would take place in the second half. And honestly, the numbers are eye-popping. Uh, the Eagles' performance jaw-dropping and now questions about the Packers as they head into the month of December with a banged-up quarterback. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. So, yes, early on, this was a whole lot of fly eagles fly, run eagles run, and smash the Packers in the mouth. Eagles going quickly again. Hurts in the gun. Gainwell to his right. Two receivers stacked to the left. Single man right. Here's the snap. Hurts hands it off. Gainwell straight ahead. Pushing the pile. Getting low. Into the end zone. Touchdown Philadelphia. Kenneth Gainwell with a four-yard touchdown run. And the Eagles strike first. They take the opening drive. 75 yards for a touchdown. 6-0 Philly with 11-19 to go in the first. Green Bay will go with two receivers right. Christian Watson, single man to the left. Rodgers under center, takes the snap, give it to Dylan, runs left, lane across the 15, cuts left 10, down to the 5, Dylan fighting in the end zone, and he's in. Touchdown Packers. A.J. Dylan starting left, cutting back right, and what an answer for Green Bay. Rodgers goes under center, takes the snap, back on the play fake. Rodgers looking, looking, throws, end zone, caught for the touchdown. It's Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers finding his longtime teammate Cobb in the back middle of the end zone, and that'll tie the game. 13-13, 309 to go, and 11-yard touchdown strike from Rodgers to Cobb. Ryan Radke on Westwood One says 309 to go. He means 309 to go in the first quarter. So after the Packers take the Eagles' initial punch to the face, that sounds so violent. Uh, after they absorb that first hit. They respond with a pair of scoring drives themselves. And before the first quarter is done, the Packers have taken a 14-13 lead. Think about that. Four touchdowns in the first quarter. So this was not one of those games that you could fall asleep to on the couch. (laughs) It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. What we did see with the Eagles was the ability to run the ball early and often and over and over and over again. Wash, rinse, repeat. So Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts were able to not just find rushing lanes, but it was chunk plays. It was big chunks of yardage, and the Packers defense didn't have much of an answer, though they were able to score too. So before this first half was done, there were more than enough fireworks to really uh, match up with any of the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime. Trips left, single man right. Second and 10 from the 30. Hurts in the gun, gets the snap. Back to pass. Looking, going deep right side this time. And that is caught for the touchdown. He threw the back shoulder throw, and Quez Watkins got it. Working against Douglas. What a throw, what a catch. And the Eagles have retaken the lead with 13 seconds to go here in the second quarter. It's a 30-yard touchdown pass. So not only can Jalen Hurts in that offense dominate with the ground game, which they did. And we'll get to those numbers that'll blow you away. But we know he can throw the ball. We know he's got a variety of weapons and options at his disposal. And that's one of the qualities, one of the characteristics of a winning team. They can beat you a variety of ways. You show them one defense, you show them one look, you try to stop the run, which 
was not in any way successful in this game. But you try to stop the run, and they can beat you with the pass. And that's exactly what Howie Roseman had in mind when he put this Eagles team together. But it was all dependent upon Jalen Hurts, right? Because you could have weapons out the wazoo. But if you can't get them the football, or if they're not running efficiently up and down the field because your quarterback is turning the ball over or doesn't make the right read or can't deliver on the money, well, then it's a waste. But Jalen Hurts has stepped into this role. And he is clearly the leader of this offense that can beat you a variety of ways. I was listening to Ryan Radke and Mike Golick on Westwood One, uh, and they were talking about just the the dominance of this Eagles team, and specifically the run game, almost to the point where you've got a defense backpedaling so that they don't know which way to go, right? They don't know what to try to do first. And it means they're they're chasing, they're reacting as opposed to trying to set a tone or trying to force the Eagles into, you know, particular sets or uh, even checkdowns if you can. That wasn't happening in this game. The Eagles were able to do pretty much anything they wanted. Though, as I say, the Packers were game at least initially. Now, their offense kind of dried up there in the third quarter. Aaron Rodgers was hurting. He was grimacing in pain. And even before Mason Crosby caps a drive with a field goal late in the third, Rodgers was already walking away. Aaron Rodgers, before that field goal was even kicked, went jogging back into the locker room with the training staff in tow. Our friends at NBC had a shot of Rodgers on the sideline kind of tapping his side around his ribcage. Whether that's what they're looking at or not, we don't know. But he did go up into the locker room and is still in there. So obviously if he was grabbing one of the ribs or look at one of the hits he has taken, he's starting to take in a few hits. That's ribs. Um, and it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing and rotating my upper body. So... I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well, so I want to get that checked out. Um, get a scan tomorrow. He's definitely the walking wounded. Uh, no, he's playing with a broken thumb as well, and every movement seemingly was accompanied by sharp pain. So we'll wait on his scans. Uh, but, yeah, it's that time of the year with quarterbacks. The number of teams that had to start different quarterbacks this weekend um, or chose to start different quarterbacks this weekend because of injuries or ineptitude, those numbers are mounting. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Jordan Love steps on the field. And have you noticed all of a sudden now, regardless of who's playing quarterback, they've got one BFF who's their top target. Making the handoff, Love throws the middle, go. got Watkins, cutting left, 50, accelerates, 45, 40, 35, 30, oh, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, the big playability of Christian Watson, wow! Wayne, all that was was like a 10-yard slant for Christian Watson. <laughs> 63 yards. With that 4-3 speed, he's leaving the field. Wow. How about that, kid? Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. He's got six touchdowns now in the last three games. Uh, Had that breakout night. Was it uh, 
I can't remember the, if it was a primetime game or not, but had the breakout with the three touchdowns. And then well, that would have been against the Dallas Cowboys. Was it the Cowboys game? Okay. So not primetime, but certainly nationally televised. Then when they had their Thursday night affair, he had two more touchdowns. Uh, and now he catches one from Jordan Love. So, yeah, it, it kept the Packers relevant there in the late stages. Ultimately, though, it was too much of the Philadelphia Eagles and not enough time. Here is Crosby. Crosby with an onside kick, and it is fought for, and I believe it is recovered by the Eagles. They're in Green Bay territory. Boy, that got through the first wave. That was a little bit scary. Well, it never got to the 10-yard mark, so Green Green Bay couldn't catch, couldn't touch the football because it never got to 10 yards. You're right. You're right, and Jack still flopped on it. The Packers are going to have to use their timeouts. I like the use of the term flopped. He flopped on it. The Eagles, I guess, because of the Watson touchdown, uh, it doesn't appear as though they were firmly in control of this game after that first quarter, but they definitely were. And it's because of the run game. 363 rushing yards. 363 rushing yards. They had more than twice as many rushing yards than Jalen Hurts had passing yards. In fact, Jalen himself had 157 yards rushing and 153 yards passing. (laughs) What are you, Lamar Jackson? Uh, Anyway, so he had an incredible game, and so did Miles Sanders, who had the two touchdowns and 143 yards on the ground. And Miles immediately was talking about the offensive line following the game. They were able to pick up any old first down they wanted, really, because of the run game. Even though the Packers knew it was coming, they could not stop it. We really don't know what which way we're going to go um, each game. Um, I just know with the type of players and the and the talent that we got on this offense, the the game plan could go either way. We can, you know, take the air out, take the top off, or or we can grind the ball out throughout the game. But um, that just shows that we can we're ready for anything. Our players, man, uh, we, uh, this is this is unbelievable offensive line. Um, you know, Jack Stoll can't come, coming in and, and blocking his butt off. Uh, you know, when you rush for that many yards, the receivers are doing their part as well. Um, and so, uh, good, just team uh, run offense. Four for five in the red zone. They had thirty more plays offensively than did the Packers. So the the seven point final spread doesn't really tell you the whole story. Uh, Jalen Hurts knows that they've got quite the one-two punch here. And and so that's what makes them good, is that they can beat you in so many different ways as they move to 10-1, and one, best record in the NFL still. For us as a football team, as an offense, it's like your favorite steakhouse, your favorite restaurant, Ooh. five-star, bougie restaurants you like to go to. You know, you bougie. have your steak of the day, your selection of the day, the chef's sh- selection. <laughs> You know, I feel like for us, we can kind of do, you know, do it all. Okay, the one word I never thought I would hear from Jalen Hurts postgame was bougie. Bougie restaurant. <laughs> but he does make great metaphors. He's got as many metaphors as I do. I do love my metaphors and my analogies. <laughs> as for the Green Bay Packers, well, they're still going the wrong way. Uh, for a brief moment there, the euphoria over coming back against the Dallas Cowboys and winning in overtime at Lambeau. It was fleeting. They're now down to four and eight in their division. They're third place in the North. So no more. I've 
bleeping own you. I've bleeping owned you my whole life. Uh, they just got dominated M- minus 11 minutes with the football. And well, that's one way to ensure that you aren't able to rally. And I just want you to hear the difference between Matt LaFleur's postgame comments and Aaron Rodgers' postgame comments. Cause, and I know they're two different personalities, but I'm struck by how different their assessments of the game. Extremely disappointed, um, you know, to come in here and what a great environment against a really good football team. Obviously the best record in, in all of ball and to come up short is di- really disappointing. Um, but bottom line is, you know, you, you can't allow somebody to run for 353 yards against you and you can't turn the ball over in, in a game like this. And we, I thought we had some opportunities in the first half and didn't capitalize on every opportunity. And um, you can't do that against a really good football team. Proud of our offense, proud of Jordan. Uh, you know, we moved the football basically most of the night um, against a good defense. Felt like we, you know, we only had like 40 or 50 plays or something, and they had over 70. So that was uh, obviously a big difference. But you know, we put up 33 points and battling against the number one seed. I think there's a lot to feel good about. Obviously, uh, <laughs> defense is going to you know, not feel great about some of those things. And obviously, I turned the ball over twice. But, uh, you know, we, we uh, put ourselves in position. To do what? I, see, I don't think they really put themselves in position. They had the lead early on, but later in the game, if not for the Christian Watts, uh, Watson 63-yarder, this is it's a it's a two-score blowout, and it's not even close. So I, I, it's interesting, and again, partially a product of their personalities. That Matt Lafleur is extremely disappointed. This and that, we're going the wrong way. This is this is a, a morbid Monday. And Aaron says, well, there's lots to feel good about. All right. Battling against the number one seed. They battled hard. That certainly sounds like moral victory territory to me. I could be wrong. Says he's really proud of Jordan. And also says that he's not going to shut it down for the season. He anticipates being able to play next week. The NFC is wide open. You guys, it's wide open. Unless we're going to have three teams, three wild card teams out of the NFC beast, which very well could happen. But there's plenty of opportunities here. If a team that's sitting on four wins or five wins would go on a run and get about 500, especially when the, the the teams in the beast have to play each other still. The last, what, five, five, how many weeks now? Six weeks left to go in the NFL season. What? There are six weeks to go in the NFL season? How is that possible? It's the first time I've said it out loud. It's actually the first time I thought about it. I was counting up to 12, but I wasn't counting down. Oh. What was that? You know the NFL's crazy? <laughs> Did you misfire in there? <laughs> a Q issue. Oh a, Q- oh, a Q issue. I wish I could blame the technology here in my studio, but I can't. When things go horribly wrong, it's just my fault. <laughs> it's a dark day. It, it, well, 
<laughs> Can't quibble with that, Todd Bowles. On Twitter, A Law Radio, who should be most mortified and miserable and morbid on Monday? We've given you a few candidates. Honestly, the Packers could go in this poll as well. The Broncos could, they could live in the poll. We could never take them out of the poll. Uh, and that was against the Panthers on Sunday. Also on our Facebook page. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And they have Jennings and Ayuk left. Mitchell to the side of Jimmy in the shotgun. Jimmy back. Jimmy time. Going to throw for the corner of the end zone. Broken up. Caught by Jawan Jennings on the ricochet. Touchdown! San Francisco! And we got a new party starter this week. Jawan Jennings coming alive on third down and coming alive here on the tip. It was a gritty game. Uh, proud of the guys today, just how they, they fought through all the adversity that was thrown at us. I mean, it was all types of adversity, and we just kept going, man. I think that was a, that was a good win for us. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Only one touchdown in the game between the Saints and the 49ers, but this is how San Francisco can beat you. They can, in fact, pitch a shutout with that defense, and it's exactly what they did against the visiting New Orleans Saints. First place on the line in the NFC West. So it's Jimmy to Juwan Jennings for five yards. They had a 10-0 lead at the break. They end up winning 13-zip, so this was a game only a mother could love. I'm just teasing. If you love defense, you love smash mouth football, this was your kind of game. A pair of fumbles really derailed the New Orleans attack. Any hopes that they had of coming back were lost when Alvin Kamara coughed up the football on the goal line early in the fourth quarter. You know, the numbers weren't great for anyone, really. The the Saints actually played some pretty tough D as well. San Francisco only managed 96 yards rushing. Christian McCaffrey himself only had 49 total yards and there was some talk that he had tweaked an ankle but a win is a win and this is the comfort zone for the Niners 
they're always going to be good and you know, they gave us a lot of different looks and different fronts and obviously they have a lot of really good players as well so we knew it was going to be tough and obviously when your defense plays like that it makes it better to be able to pull those ones out we ended up you know playing well enough to get that win and all that really matters is the dub i know that we're going to continue to figure stuff out short week was a little difficult for us not a lot of sleep but um get a full week ahead of us playing the dolphins we'll be locked and loaded Ooh, that is a game on the horizon that I can get excited about because the Miami defense has also played really well but can hurt you just like the Eagles in so many ways. Uh, And so that's a clash of the Titans to be sure. So the Niners get this shutout. They move to 7-4 and in the NFC West. Uh, and they do it at the expense of the Saints, who are kind of going the wrong way. Andy Dalton uh, he, he kind of pointed to a couple of good things that happened with the team, but they were over in the red zone and really didn't have that many opportunities. So that's a team that in the NFC South is still alive, of course. NFC South is the absolute worst division in football. And while the NFC West is not as good or as competitive as what people expected based on last year, it certainly is a, is a division in which it's competitive and which you've got teams that will beat each other up. Uh, and for the Seahawks to have kept the lead in the West as long as they did, I thought was really impressive. But you've got two teams in that division who are so disappointing this season, right? You've got the Cardinals, who we'll talk about. Uh, they're just a, a disaster. And it really, there's no reason why they would be Unless we're talking about leadership, unless we're talking about personnel, unless we're talking about human beings not being on the same page, which is what it looks like. It doesn't resemble team football in any way, shape, or form, and that was exacerbated on Sunday. Then you've also got the Rams. The Rams, they've got so many players lost to injury. Uh, They're without their starting quarterback now, so Bryce Perkins makes his first career NFL start in Kansas City. Those two teams... I don't want to say they're lost causes this season, but it would take major miracles for either the Rams or the Cardinals to get off the mat and start to make some noise. The Seahawks are still right in the thick of things, and so this has become a bit of a two-horse race between the Niners and the Seahawks, who had the Raiders in town on Sunday. Is a This was a really good game, too, if you love the offense and the fireworks. I told you that Sunday Night Football produced 47 points in the first half. Packers and Eagles combined for 47 points. Well, in the first half of the Raiders and Seahawks, 44 total points. The Raiders are awake. Oh, I would say the Raiders are woke, except that really carries a whole different connotation in our culture. (laughs) So don't say anything like that. So the Raiders were awake, and actually Josh Jacobs was able to run anywhere, anytime, do anything he wanted with the football on Sunday. But the Seahawks were game. They've got a a physical tough front, and Kenneth Walker, their rookie running back, has been a great revelation for them. So in the fourth quarter, this one going down to the wire as the Raiders are trailing Seattle. It is third down and goal. End zone to our right. Ball resting just inside the six. Cars in the shotgun, Abdullah to his right. Call the motion man, set a slot left. Derek takes the snap, back to pass, looking right, pressured, lofts, far corner of the end zone, open receiver, touchdown Foster Morrow! Touchdown Raiders, back right corner of the end zone, he ran under it, 
to grab it from six yards out. And now the Raiders with a chance to tie the game here in Seattle. I don't know that we can call them heavyweight fighters, but they did exchange blows in the fourth quarter. So Geno Smith has a touchdown pass, but then Derek Carr and the Raiders are able to answer. Jason Horowitz on Raiders radio that sends us into overtime and Typical of the Raiders. They don't always take advantage of the first opportunity. Why would they do that? So Daniel Carlson misses a field goal on that first possession. But get this. Not something we've said a lot this season. The Raiders defense forces a three and out. And gives the ball right back to Derek Carr. Who gives it to another guy. Down to five on the play clock. Gets the snap. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the whole 20. 25-30. He's off to the races here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25-20. 10. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Touchdown, Raiders. Victory, Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, it's just an ISO lead. It's That's a beautiful run. I'm running out of superlatives. Um, you know, he, you know, over 300 total yards in the game. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, didn't feel perfect, you know. But, um, you know, he just, I think toughness, um, he's a football player. I mean, that's probably the greatest compliment I could give him. And, um, you know, he comes up big with, you know, big. He had a couple of big first downs on third and short that, like, I'm not sure everybody in the league gets those, you know, but he did. And, you know, of course, you know, makes the big play at the end. But I thought he was tremendous throughout. Uh, gave us a lot of hard yards in a running game. Caught the ball well out of the backfield. Makes some big plays with his hands. And um, But that's J.J. Gaudy numbers for J.J. Josh Jacobs, as you hear from Josh McDaniels. I mean, seriously, these are the types of numbers uh, that set franchise records, which they did 303 yards from scrimmage. And that includes the 86-yard walk-off TD in overtime with Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio. He ends up with 229 yards rushing, which is also a franchise record, a couple of touchdowns. So this was the Josh Jacobs game, if you will. And the Raiders have back-to-back wins. But Pete Carroll... Really sold it for us. There's no way we could leave the Seattle Seahawks out of our mortification Monday poll after we hear his voice and see his body language. That's a terribly frustrating game uh, for us. Uh, we had our chances to win a football game, and I mean, they're obvious and so clear that you, you all know them. But uh, to give them the opportunity to stay in there and hang in there, those guys kept hanging. As a young team, we've got to learn to you know, be able to go out there and win those games. Um, that's our next step in the evolution as a really young team. You know, we got to understand the moment, capture the moments, and take advantage. Seahawks fall to 6-5 and five and second place in the NFC West. So, will the Niners feel comfortable operating as the front runner? Not every team is. Some teams are just built to chase as opposed to being chased. The Niners still have a lot of experience on that locker room or in that locker room on that field, and they certainly have a ton of experience with their leadership, and they've been in these types of games before. They are comfortable, intense pressure back situations because they don't generally blow teams out. That's not who the Niners are. And so if this is how it goes the rest of the year, where it's the Niners and Seahawks and they're fighting back and forth, advantage San Francisco. Get out of here. I mean, I'm trying to make a serious point here. (laughs) Pete Carroll has to interject. Okay, now here's what we still have to come. 
Uh, I've saved the the best for last. I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, Sam Darnold returns for the Carolina Panthers, but boy, they look like offensive juggernauts against their opponent on Sunday. The Browns give Jacoby Brissett quite the send-off if this is the last game he starts, and a little bit of the other football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Podcast. Darnold under center, receiver to each side. The snap, the fake to Foreman. Darnold backpedals under pressure, lobs it to the end zone, and it's caught by DJ Moore for a touchdown. Shotgun snap. Darnold, quarterback keeper. Darnold lost the Ah, football, has to dive on it. Panthers are saying touchdown. But when he, so he fumbled it, and then when he gets on it, he recovered it and then rolls into the end zone. I think that might be a touchdown. Hits, misses, and messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. Yes, in fact, that is how Sam Darnold rolls. It was a touchdown. (laughs) He's back starting for the Carolina Panthers, and... He engineers a seven-minute touchdown drive in the first quarter. DJ Moore on the receiving end, so welcome back, Sam. And then another six-minute drive early in the third quarter for the Panthers in which Darnold recovers his own fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. Hey, when you're the Panthers and wins are hard to come by, you I bet the Broncos would take a ball recovered in their own end zone for a touchdown. Two field goals in the fourth quarter, ultimately, though, Really no contest, lopsided Panthers victory over the Broncos. And get this, even though the Panthers started in the basement, the cesspool, rock bottom, they fired their coach. How many different quarterbacks have they used? Three. They would have used four by now if Matt Corral wasn't injured. They started three different QBs in three weeks, but they have a better record than Denver. The call on... Carolina Panthers radio, uh, and we're going to spotlight the Broncos and and this mess with Russell Wilson. He did have his 300th career touchdown pass uh, yesterday, but he's he said enough is enough. Their issues, 
go beyond him. But the problem is their wagon is hitched to his star regardless. Not only did they trade away a ton of capital, both draft and personnel, to get him. But then without seeing him on the field for even one real game that counted, they gave him a massive contract. So now they're stuck. Maybe it gets better, but it hasn't to this point in year number one. So the Broncos deserve a little more attention. But for the purposes of this last segment of the show, Carolina, the defense was great. Three sacks, a couple of takeaways. Sam Darnold was solid. The team itself at 185 yards rushing. The Panthers dominated time of possession. And so this was all they could have asked for uh, in returning Darnold, but also trying to find some traction toward the end of the season. I feel great. I mean, to be able to get that win. Um, I think just, you know, the preparation that went into it this whole week. Um, I had a ton of guys going down with different sicknesses and um, guys were battling this week, trying to prepare for this game. And, um, you know, it showed up there. It showed, you know, our resilience and uh, defense, special teams, offense, you know, all three phases. Um, it was huge to come up with this win. When given the opportunity to drop back in the pocket, he was 11 for 19 for 164. Uh, we took our shots down the field, which I felt like we could do today. And he did a great job connecting with uh, DJ on that uh, deep one. It just confirms um, the kind of character that we have in that locker room. Guys that care about one another, guys that care about their craft and trying to perfect uh, and do their job to the fullest. So in the NFC South, which is, and I'm not exaggerating here, it's it's the worst division in football. Uh, there are no teams above 500, right? Which means they're all still alive. It would be crazy if the Panthers were able to rally, but they're only a game and a half back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Buccaneers took another massive step backwards in their game on Sunday at Cleveland. I will say this for the Browns. Their game, they play hard for Jacoby Brissett. And I know this was his last game starting, barring an injury to Deshaun Watson. But boy, did he save his best for last. Two to the right, from the 12, back to pass. Here's Brissett, looking, firing, end zone. Oh, what a catch by Njoku! Touchdown! What a catch by the Chief! A touchdown! He put it up where only the Chief could get it, and he went up with one hand, only his left hand with the defender draped on him, and stared it in. What a catch by the Chief when you needed it the most. Oh, my goodness, Jim. <laughs> it was a left-handed, one-handed grab by Njoku under duress in the back of the end zone with time running out from Jacoby, delivered on the money, and that is how... The Browns are able to tie the game against the Bucks in the final minute. But a moment that I, I think it's worth pointing out, Miles Garrett has a sack of Tom Brady on third down that gave the ball back to Cleveland with two minutes, just over two minutes to go. Garrett was a monster. He was all over the place in the late stages of this game, ultimately finished with a sack and a half and a few quarterback hits. But he was a menace to society, well, to the society that the Bucks operate in. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Into overtime they go. Another moment that will always stand out to me is a bit of redemption for one Amari Cooper. Because on fourth down in the fourth quarter, he dropped a ball that hit him in the chest. Jacoby's pass was on the money. You never see Amari Cooper drop a ball like that, but he did. And so there they were going to him in overtime. And it's not going to happen twice. All right, Hunt in the backfield with Brissett. Three receivers right. 
Third down and three from the Buccaneer, 48-yard line. Motion by Cooper, tighter to the line. Brissett's got the snap. He's back, settles, looks, throws. He's got Cooper wide open. He caught it. 20, 15, 10, 5, three-yard line. It's first and goal. It's first and goal at the three-yard line. <laughs> Amari Cooper. He was working on Carlton. Davis gave him a double move on the outside. Once that play kind of broke down, he just took it vertically up the field. And Davis slipped and fell down. Cooper ran right through him, wide open. And Brissett delivered the ball. And now the Browns at the three. And the question is, do you do anything other than kneel? Do you try to run it in right now with Nick Chubb? The Browns are going to try to run it in right here behind James Hudson. That's right. Hudson, the fullback. Motion down the line by Harrison Bryant. Brissett underneath center. Second and goal. Tampa Bay was offside. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown. Nick Chubb and the Browns are winners. So Jacoby Brissett, the Cleveland Browns, they go out on a high note. And actually, they're still alive, too, if you think about the AFC North uh, and the playoff hopes. Yes, Deshaun Watson takes over in Week 13, but I'm happy for Jacoby. He gave it everything he had. He was professional. He knew the stakes coming in, and yet he took care of his business every single week. And who knows? He may be called on, but either way, they get an overtime win against Tampa Bay as his last stand, quote-unquote. I mean, it's in no disrespect. Uh, but in the words of Tom Brady, that was f***ing awesome. <laughs> that was f***ing awesome. I love that from Jacoby. And he finishes with a smile, right? He's not bitter. He's not upset. But he knew this was going to happen more than likely. And yet he put his best out there on the field and left his best out there on the field. Uh, Nick Chubb, he's typical Nick. And, and this Browns win was huge for them in overtime. Jim Donovan and company on Browns Radio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Just quickly, in the AFC North, the Bengals and the Ravens are tied now at 7-4. and four. I guess the Ravens lost to the Jaguars, but the Bengals got the victory in Nashville. Browns at 4-7, and seven, and the Steelers coming up tonight against the Colts. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm going to need about 50 points from Najee Harris, if that's okay. <laughs> All right, the football weekend started with USA soccer. It did, it did. In Qatar against England, we are talking the second most watched soccer game of all time in the United States. And you may not think by looking at the score, a scoreless draw, in fact, there was no score, a scoreless draw, that this was anything worth paying attention to. But I'm telling you, it was tense, it was dramatic, and I loved every minute of it. Turns it up, crosses back. Eunice Musa, can he get out of control? How about Polisic? Christian Polisic now takes it off the top of the crossbar. No touch from Pickford. For Sterling trying to find the run of Matt Turner, the save. First save tonight from Matt Turner, and an important one in first half stoppage. Timeout for a corner. The line for the goalkeeper. <laughs> this was great redemption for guys like Walker Zimmerman and even for Matt Turner, who played well in their draw with Wales, but obviously gave up the penalty kick late. Fox Sports with the call there. Uh, John Strong is the play-by-play guy. Yeah, Christian Pulisic puts a ball off the crossbar. Oh, it rattled the crossbar. It really rattled the entire cage. This was the biggest game in U.S. World Cup history, going back to the 2014 knockout stage. But because it's England, it's... Epic proportions, right? And I'm not kidding. Second most watched men's soccer game ever in the U.S. 20 million viewers. 
you guys can make fun of soccer, those of you who think it's not worth your time. And I understand it. It's not for everyone. But this is Team USA. And more people watch this soccer game on Friday afternoon or 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific time than watch the majority of the NFL games on Sunday. Not all of them, but the majority of them. And it was a game that favored England early on. uh, But at the same time, it was one in which you really saw the personality and the hard work of Christian Pulisic and the Americans. I felt like, you know, we were a team out there um, who showed a lot of confidence and and battled toe-to-toe with with, with a, you know, a very solid team. Um, So, uh, you know, you know, we did that for, you know, everyone back home watching. I hope we made a lot of people proud, Um, but the job's not even close to done. So so we got a lot of work left to do. Are you guys ready for tomorrow? A win against Iran tomorrow. And they're in to the knockout stage. Eight years in the making. Youngest team they've ever fielded on the World Cup stage. But they show tenacity and, of course, fitness speed. They do have talent. I'm not telling you they don't, but these are the characteristics of a U.S. men's national team. They will work their arses off. And against England, it was a thing of beauty. So I can't wait until Tuesday. Tonight, though, Monday Night Football, and then we're back after our CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 